Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast, where we discuss perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike, the far in this equation. And I'm John, about 10 miles away. All right. Today, we're going to discuss for our topic, Universal Islands of Adventure for first-time visitors. But first, John, how was it in the parks this week? It is getting much busier in the parks. Um, yeah, spring last, break, right? Yep. Um, matter of fact, this coming week, I won't be in the parks at all because Disney sold out of, or it, I guess they don't sell them, but they are out of all park reservations for the entire week. And I don't really do, I don't really plan ahead too far. So I literally had no reservations. And I still may visit a park and walk around the resorts or something like that, but you know living close by i guess that's a good perspective living close by you tend to avoid the parks during holidays and spring breaks and stuff when the rest of the world comes here you tend to back off anyway because it's just not not that enjoyable with that high a crowd so but anyway last saturday i went to universal studios right after the podcast and uh you know, I did some recording, which you can see on our uh, CWDW on YouTube. I walked around that park a little bit. And uh, as a side note, you asked how big it was. And I think it took me uh, 20, well, you know, it, in the time warp videos, it took me one minute to walk around <laughs> yeah. uh, Universal Studios side. And in that same time warp, it took me two minutes to walk around uh islands of adventure so i'd say it's about twice as big based on walking and uh video comparison comparing but anyway i went there um after our talk of course i went and i rode et and i uh, i i saw the uh, monster makeup show which i had said was two of my favorites i think after ta- talking about it i was like oh i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna do and since I have a uh, premiere pass, I get an uh, express pass after force. It was pretty crowded, but I could walk right to the front of ET basically and get bypass the, the lines. I think we also did uh, Transformers before we left. And that's about it. Um, we didn't do a lot. It was like I probably got there around three and left around like six, six thirty. I did a lot of recording and just pictures and walking around um, trying to think oh i got uh tacos from bumblebee man's truck as well so all the things we talked about last week since i went just a few hours later i ended up doing them just shortly after um you didn't go to the talk- crepe stand though no i was going to um i was meeting my daughter there and the line was short and i'm like oh i'm gonna get a crepe and then i'm like well i'm gonna wait until she gets off work because she probably will want one too well, by the time she got off work, the line was very long, and they have one little, uh, I don't even know what you call it, one little grill in there, a griddle to make the crepes on, and the line was very long, so I was like, eh, this it's going to be such a, such a wait that I'm just not going to do it. So that's when we got Bumblebee Man taco truck, so, and it was excellent. I really enjoyed it, just like I, we talked about. So anyway, not a very eventful day. It was pretty crowded at Universal. Um, not quite at capacity because it was kind of a cloudy, drizzly day. Um, 
But then a couple days later, um, we went to Volcano Bay on Monday. And I actually took off work to do that. Um, my daughter has been working there, so she got us uh, some complimentary passes. I don't have Volcano Bay on my pass. So. And again, I got lots of footage there. Volcano Bay is... I'm not really a water park guy, but I really do love Volcano Bay. It's just so nice. And um, the Lazy River and the Fearless River are just spectacular. Like, And they're so warm. Like when we went, I think it was a high like of 70. So it was chilly for Floridians. Like not what I would consider a good day to go to a water park. But the uh, Lazy River and the Fearless River were so warm. Like it felt unbelievably warm. So... And we got to do the water coaster a couple times in a row. After the second time, they're like, you want to go on again? And we were like, no. When you're up that high, <laughs> the cold wind is blowing and you're wet. Mm -hmm. They don't heat the water quite as much on the water coasters because you don't really go in it that much. So, But anyway, if you ever want to try a water park, Volcano Bay, I have been to all of them that are here. Uh, Aquatica, Typhoon Lagoon, and Blizzard Beach, and Volcano Bay. In my opinion, Volcano Bay is the best of them. And I think part of it is just the Hawaiian theme. Like it's, you know, they, they play Hawaiian music and you can really just, even if you don't go on in on a, any rides or anything, it's just such a relaxing, cool environment just to hang out in and relax. They did a very good job hiding that, you know, right where they did. So, so anyway, we did that. And then on Wednesday, um, we went. We got reservations for the uh, Magic Kingdom. So we went to the Magic Kingdom, and honestly, it was a little bit of a disappointing visit. Nor normally, I would tell you, like the last time I went, I went on so many rides in such a short amount of time. And this time, it was very crowded, like very, very crowded. I trying to think what rides I went on. We went on Carousel of Progress because... That's not easy or, yeah, that's not difficult to get on. Um, then we went on Philhar Magic. We went in there. And that's about it for rides because it was just really packed. And I also wanted to give you a little heads up, too. You know, I posted a couple of videos or I went live a couple of times there and people had said the crowds are giving them anxiety and this and that. And, um if that's the case, I highly recommend not going because I I was in Philhar Magic and you know how there is a a queue outside of the main waiting room. There's like yeah. a queue and then they let you into the queue before you go in. In the outer queue, we were there. Um, since it's a turnstile kind of queue, there are very few of those stickers on the floor because they need to social distance you six feet in every direction so there's very few well people just went in and filled it just like old times yeah um people were right against me in the back right against me in the front uh, all around me completely surrounding me with people and once we got through to the next one i probably sat there about 10 or 15 minutes once we got through to the next one there were cast members in there that made sure you stood on a sticker and that you went back. And I'm bringing it up because Disney cannot control social distancing in general outside the park. And they don't and they can't. 
even within the lines, they pick and choose where they're enforcing things. So if you're very concerned about COVID, and I I wouldn't go over spring break, that's for sure, because they I my my wife was pointing it out, and I told her it would. You'd have to call in the, the National Guard to keep this amount of people from all spaced yeah. apart properly. It just isn't going to happen. And even before this, the exit queues were always a mess. They literally just all pile out together and, you know, just completely no plan at all for that. So, And in contrast, I'd like to say um, I was on the... Uh, the, uh, the the horror makeup show at Universal, they always release you by row so that you don't crowd out together. They said we're gonna tell we're gonna start with the front row, exit to your left, stay apart, and they do it by each row. And I thought to myself, wow, everybody says Universal doesn't enforce anything and doesn't do it, but Disney's they do everything great. It's like I I don't see that at all. Universal is as much as if not better than disney at the social distance stuff you know in some cases better but at least as good they're not and again for me it's not anything i don't really care i've been at the parks i always tell people i was there on march 15th and i was there on june or july 7th the first day for cast members so i didn't avoid it one solitary minute i did not avoid on march 15th i was at disney and then at night, I went to the final Mardi Gras, catching beads and everything. So if anybody in the world has been asking for it, it's been me. So I'm still fine. So, But anyway, if you're concerned about it, it's been... Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to have empathy for people because I know everybody's not crazy like me. So I'm trying to have em- empathy for what people may be lo- looking at. And I'm like, yeah. wow, if I was really afraid of this stuff, I would be devastated, trapped in a line, surrounded by people who <laughs> are <laughs> magical, surrounded, and they're all just pushing right up against. And I think Disney's been having a lot of fights and lines and everything because of this stuff. Um, and again, I'm not against any of it or for it. I do whatever I'm told. At, but I also notice that people are not, people are doing, uh, getting a lot uh, more bold at Disney. I, I was in front of the castle and a cast member was literally screaming at a guy that it's the third time she told him about the mask and something about, I don't, I don't remember what she said, but I remember thinking that is a, that that was a very rude statement for a cast member to yell in front of everybody. At least I know they probably think these things a lot because they're human, but she basically called the guy out and basically called him an idiot right in front of everybody and again i don't even know if he spoke english or what the problem was he had his mask pulled down and um disney spends a lot of time in front of that castle lately screaming at people about masks because everybody wants a picture with uh in front of the castle without the mask <laughs> yeah so, i didn't stay there long i Part of me was like, let's just stay here and watch some drama all over the place. And then I was like, yeah, I don't need this stuff. The world is too filled with this already. So my wife and I actually left early. Like we went, we only went on a couple rides. I took some pictures. We were like, let's go to to the Polynesian and get our favorite desserts. And that's what that's what we did. Um, Instead, we 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 took the moving or the. 
the walkway to the Grand Floridian and we walked to the Polynesian. And this time we left an hour early and I thought it was odd. The, um, the water pageant was going on again. And I'm like, I thought it happened after park close, but park closed at eight and it happened at seven. So I don't know. Hmm. So again, we got serenaded on the way to, um, on the way to the, the Polynesian. And this time, oh, one other thing at the Magic Kingdom, we were both starving, but we didn't want to eat there. So my wife got a popcorn. So we went and sat down and ate some popcorn. And it made me think again, you can stop anywhere you want at Disney and just eat popcorn. You're touching it. You're throwing it in your mouth and people walking by. It's like just a weird thing that you're allowed to do that. And yet you're in a restaurant and you got to put your mask on while you're not that's eating and just yeah. i don't know it's just weird but anyway we took our masks off and enjoyed some popcorn and i couldn't help but think about it of course nobody yelled at me or anything but in my head i i i, I would eat like three pieces of popcorn keep one in my hand because i was like well <laughs> i could be yelled at if they see i don't have popcorn in my hand and i don't have a mask on so i'm like I always have to have a piece of popcorn in my hand while I'm in the process of chewing this because I'm afraid that I'm going to get yelled at. And I don't know what to even say to that because if I get yelled at that, I'm not real sure what the heck I'm doing. But anyway, I just thought uh, I, I just thought that that was funny that I naturally started to be like, I better I better hold on to this because I, uh, you know, I don't want to get. Well, that's that's why I said in the last podcast, the rules are so arbitrary, seemingly. It's just such a strange thing. And and I don't, like, the guests will adjust to whatever whatever the rule is. Like you said, you try and follow the rules. Everyone, for the most part, does. It's, It's the cast members that I really feel bad for because I don't think anybody really knows what, to what extent they're supposed to enforce something. And maybe they don't even know what that something is 100% or to what degree they're supposed to enforce it. So it just seems a, like a mess, John. Uh, just like in when we went there on Labor Day and it was busy uh, that week, you know, at the beginning of that week, um, they didn't seem to be prepared to handle that level of crowds. And I imagine it's probably pretty similar for the spring break thing. It's weird they've had so long to prepare for this, but they're... They're just, they seem a little bit off, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I really have no idea. I, I, and again, I always follow the rules too. And I just, for some reason, I thought to myself, if I ha- keep a piece of popcorn in my hand while I'm chewing, there won't be any <laughs> misunderstanding because I don't think that's against the rules, but I, I, how can you tell at a split second, is this person eating, not eating? At what point are they at? Are they about to get a drink? That's what I don't understand about that. If you try to tell people to do stuff like that, uh, it, it's it's like it's like it's very confusing because you're either enforcing rules or harassing people that are technically chewing or they're trying to swallow their food while you're like, well, t-. it's like I don't know at what point if I, if I were a cast member, I am not sure exactly at what point I should tell these people put your mask back on i could be like i I, is it can they swallow their food first what if they're eating and more popcorn how do we know they're done maybe they're just slow 
to get the next piece, but they're in the process. Like, I, I don't know. It's like, when do you <laughs> yell at them? And then if saying. you yell at them at the wrong time, they're going to be, they're immediately going to take offense and go, what, why are you yelling at me? I'm eating. And it's going to turn into yeah. a thing. And anyway, it's just scary to me that I, I, I don't want to get yelled at at Disney. And I don't want to, my fear is I always try to, to, to just go with the flow because, uh, Lifetime bans are done easily at Disney. They can be like, well, you did this, and we don't care. They never really care about details with things like that. It's almost like I told you before, there was somebody kicking my seat in a show once, turned around, and I looked at them. They continued to literally kick me in the back, and I'm like, I would love to punch this person right in the throat. (laughs) But I have no... There's not much I can do here, you know, that will not cause me to be thrown out of disney forever i just got up and left i told my wife i'll be like i'll be outside when you're done i i can't be here i just can't because and when you get kicked a few times like that too it's not even about being nice anymore the the anger already built up and my options at that point were do something about it or leave and do something about it meant i may be thrown out of disney too so i took a deep breath and i'm like i will leave I do not want to. I don't want to live two miles from Disney and have a lifetime ban. That would be like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would just be awful. Oh yeah. So, but anyway, I uh, so I I try to avoid conflicts at Disney as much as possible, and I try to have empathy for cast members because I know a lot of them. Um, you know. So anyway, I had popcorn there, and I made sure to keep a piece in my hand while I was chewing, so that. Nobody would misunderstand that I am eating popcorn. <laughs> I'm not just like... And to to their defense, there are pe- people that do things on purpose that like hold the water and they don't drink it just to not wear a mask. So they are right. But it's just so hard to tell the difference between the person that's taking advantage and being a jerk versus the person that is legitimately eating. And when you make that mistake, it it's very... It's very uh, not good. Yeah. Anyway... This time we ordered food at uh, Captain Cook's. So I got the Aloha pork sandwich because I, w- I like to get something Polynesian themed if I'm going to the Polynesian. And I think my wife just got a plain burger. But anyway, I thought my food was very good. We ate it outside there. And again, there's nobody outside there to tell you anything about masks and we ate out on the uh, patio in front of uh, Aloha Isle, or I think that's what it's called, the place that sells uh, Dole Whips at the Polynesian. But we also ordered uh, our favorite desserts from the Kona Cafe. And we went, at, we ate in the lobby. Uh, we Or no, we ate out outside and then we ate dessert in the lobby. We went up and grabbed it. Um, I was going to see if I can figure out what what that is actually called but anyway this is getting to be a habit of eating at uh, the polynesian on the way out and like i said it goes a long way that eating at the polynesian is fun it's a nice environment it's you know it's the coconut tapioca that's Hmm. what we've been getting and at first i didn't even try it my wife was like oh it's so good but she's allergic to milk and eggs and i'm like i don't need it. i'm sure it's great <laughs> i don't need it it's like i'm not allergic to milk and eggs i can eat whatever i want but anyway 
eventually she got me to try it and it is just so delicious now we both love it so we each got one to eat there and one to take home so we had that in the lobby then too and it's called coconut tapioca it says with pineapple coconut jam base topped with fresh fruit and assorted boba Boba is that stuff they use at the Animal Kingdom a lot. Those little round yeah, things. Yeah, little round balls. But anyway, you put all this stuff together, and I don't know exactly how they make it, but it's excellent, and it's $5, and it comes in a little cup. It looks like a yogurt cup type thing with a lid on it. So easy to eat. The fruit is fresh, like I said. And that's what I told my wife when we went to the Magic Kingdom. I said, well, if it's too crowded and not that fun there, just remember it's going to end well because we're going to get our favorite dessert at, uh, at the Kona Cafe on the way out. And so we walked out again, too. And I really love that walk. You know, mm-hmm. it's long and it's dark, but it's just so nice. To, I, would ra- I would so much rather do that than uh, the boat or the monorail, honestly. But to go in, I typically do the the monorail, though, because I, I go it off time, so the monorail's empty. You know, I think I got there around 5 o'clock. The monorail was empty to go there. There was no wait or anything. No. But towards the end of the night, you will be waiting. And I, I don't know why. I don't like waiting in big lines with people with bullhorns telling me where to wait, what, where, where to go. I feel like it's a dystopian nightmare of a movie or something when... People are yelling at me on a bullhorn where to stand and what to do. It's like, I feel so so much better just walking away. I just stroll right down the road and start walking. It feels, yeah. to, to me, that feels so much better. It, it gets very discouraging when you see that sign for a certain attraction. They'll have those little signs and a cast member standing there holding that sign on that pole. And you see um, the, the Haunted Mansion, for example, they can be wrapped clear down uh, along the the water, almost like right there to the uh, riverboat, you know, um, loading people in a line past where the riverboat loads and clear out into Liberty Square and everything right there. I, I mean, it's it gets discouraging when you see that and see that line there because it's social distance. So it's not necessarily as long as what it looks, but still you see that yeah. and you have to wait out there like that. It, it, I, when I was at the Magic Kingdom, the, the uh, I don't know what you call it, the concourse, the walkway between Cosmic Rays and the uh, speedway was completely filled with roped off queue line it wasn't being used right that moment but you still could not go through it and i'm like my goodness that makes the whole park feel so much more claustrophobic and overdone and that's already a busy area to cut it in half like that for social distant lines is just just a lot and I, I was going to say, too, that's another thing we noticed talking about social di- distancing. At the end of the night, when we left, everybody had to leave out of a probably a six to eight foot section of the fence. You're not allowed to walk through anywhere else but this one narrow mm. point. Everybody go together right through there. And I'm Jeez. like, why do they do these things? Are they All they talk about all darn day is social distance. social, And then they're like... Now everybody goes through this little pinhole at the same time. It's like, just why? Like, why? Come on, guys. Like, they, they, that's what I mean. I feel like all these individual managers look at stuff and they're like, I have an idea. Let's 
do that this and that and then but the blind spots there's nobody that says let's look at the whole situation i feel like there's nobody that does that they're all just let's only look through let, let's have tunnel vi- vision and i'm gonna look at my cue line and that's it well what about oh. the a- exit queue uh, that's not my problem i don't know what goes on there it's like all these li- little things ruin all the stuff that they you know all of their hard work that they've done it, it, it kind of messes it up, you know? It's like, stay away, stay away, stay away. What? You're leaving? Everybody threw this five-foot section <laughs> at once. Oh, you almost had it. <laughs> and again, I, I don't know why nobody ever sees this stuff. Everybody comes back from Disney and says, I felt perfectly safe at Disney. It was, they, all their stuff was perfect and they did perfect. And I'm like, I don't, I don't see that. I, I think they do good with some stuff, not others, and it's not very consistent. That's what I noticed in reality. But again, the, the, these are the same people that Disney can do no wrong, and everything they do is great, and you know. Yeah, yeah so, I think that's part of the problem, though, is that that is the uh, people look at it through their rose-colored glasses, you know, and, and don't look at it objectively, and, you know, looking at it objectively nothing is perfect let's face it but if you if you have a reputation for doing things really well and things aren't really being done as well as what you're conveying image wise and other people are conveying to the public then that can be a bad situation for when when the crowds ramp up you know why why does everybody only look at the uh at the queue line, only that. It's like, well, what 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 happens when you leave? Oh, we we unload everybody into the same stairwell at once, and then let's also put a hand sanitizer station. Then when one person stops to use it, the crowd Everyone goes all around up. them, and then then before you know it, nobody wants to be ahead or behind anybody else. So it's all shoulder to shoulder, exactly like it was before COVID, yeah. and that's how it is. At almost every exit queue. But again, I don't care. But where are these people that say how safe they felt, and how great it was? It's like, well, did you experience that too? Because I experience it. I, I go there all the time. And it is that. It's like, are we ignoring that and being like, uh, you know, it, I feel like they already picked their conclusion. They're like, my conclusion is Disney's super safe. So I'm going to pick out the reasons why. I just look at the whole situation and say they're overly safe in some stuff and don't give a crap in others. So I don't know what they're doing exactly. I, I don't think COVID funny. cares if it's an entrance queue or exit queue. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. If COVID's lo- looking to get you, I don't think it minds which queue. Yeah, I think that uh, is a perfectly sound way to look at it too. Is uh, they they it, it just shows, and and that's pretty much true with everything with Disney. Um, I, I think they seem to, at least in a modern sense care more about the optics and less about the reality (laughs) yeah yeah i think that's probably true and uh yeah that's i i I just don't yeah i forget what i was gonna say i'm sure nothing important (laughs) (laughs) just get myself in more trouble probably (laughs) so did you go to any other parks no that was it for this all right so thanks a lot for that john that was a great look at really what the parks are doing or or what's going on at the parks this week especially with the spring break thing ramping up uh, 
you know, we are seeing those crowds increase. I, I think that's to be expected. Um, It'll be interesting if this is the way things are right now. I can't imagine what it's going to look like whenever they increase their capacity. Uh, You know, it's supposed to be 35% still. So I don't know. Let me just add to this, too. As somebody who's been to the parks when it's empty, when it's fairly crowded, everywhere in between, with the new uh, COVID stuff, when the parks are crowded, like right now, I'm finding them to be much less enjoyable because the way that I would do the parks before would have been, I would have had a few fast passes lined up, at least one or two to go during the crowds like this. I never was one to wait in lines when I live here, not that often at least. And so now there's no fast pass. The lines are very long. And like I said, they're only partially regulating half these lines. They just can't control that many people. So you're getting the problems of social distancing and all that. You're getting the bad parts, but you're also getting, well, I guess you're getting double the bad parts. You're, You're getting people pushed up against you and you're waiting long because there is no fast pass. It's like you're getting the worst of all worlds by going right now. Uh, my wife even agreed that it was not that enjoyable. It was hard to walk around. There was people everywhere. And it wasn't because we we're afraid of people. It's just because lines went out into the walkway everywhere. Mm. Just mm. hard to get. Like, you can't even get near, like, Splash Mountain and Big Thunder. The entire walkway is queue line. Like, you can't mm. even get near it. And it's just weird. It's just weird and... Like I said, much less enjoyable than uh, uh, before COVID. I would go to the parks no matter how crowded they were because I could go in, ride something with a fast pass, ride a lesser ride, you know, in and out. And it was still fine because I I don't really like wait, wait, waiting in line that much. I think I have uh, from Taekwondo, I think I have a my sciatic nerve slipped outside of my hip. And it doesn't really bother me much, but if I stand too long, like I could walk all day, but if I stand for a while, like it, I think the gravity starts to pull it down and I get really bad leg pain. And that's what I was reminded of on Wednesday as I'm standing in Philhar Magic for probably like 20 minutes, just not moving. And I'm like, it's it's been a while. And again, most of the lines you get in are a slow walk, which I don't mind at all. Like you walk slowly because they're always loading, but I don't know. I just, from my perspective, uh, high, uh, a large Disney crowds with no fast pass is not that fun. Luckily, when you go in June, if it's been like the other Junes, it's actually a lower time. So it's not usually that packed anymore. Oh, I'm I'm hoping it's that's the case because wrangling five kids in heat and you know crowds is not pleasant. I've done it. Yeah, before. and if you get behind or in front of the wrong person and those kids get too close to other people, you may get in a fight in the queue line. Based on what I've been yeah. hearing, there's yeah, pe- people that get violent pretty quick. As why is your kid walking over here? He's going to give me COVID, and they're ready to fight with you there which i think yelling and especially physical violence you know would definitely be a way to spread covid so i would hope they wouldn't do that that would be the opposite but you know how emotional people i do (laughs) especially when they're frustrated waiting in lines all day long anyway hopefully that doesn't yeah i did hear it's been happening a lot more than scary 
Yeah, I and and that's probably um, a lot to do with you know the way things are, uh, you know, as far as the country goes, and as far as you know, everyone's always ready to be at each other's throats nowadays. So unfortunately, that's just the environment we live in now. I think so. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the crowds won't be as bad in the summer. I, I, I'm kind of banking on that. Yeah, yeah, I hope so too. All right, well, John, we should probably start covering our topic of the week, which is, you know, in the, just as a reminder, my family and I, after our Disney trip, are going to take our first trip to Universal Studios Orlando. And last week we covered uh, the first time visit to the original Universal Orlando Park. And today we're going to talk about Islands of Adventure and John, what do you think, John? What should we do as soon as we enter Islands of Adventure? Let me tell you, I'm excited, too, about Islands of Adventure. This, to me, is almost like a legacy Disney park in a way. Because let's keep in mind, Islands of Adventure, a lot of it was formed on the backs of uh, fired Disney Imagineers, you know, um, and, and people that had ideas and concepts for Animal Kingdom and some of the other parks at Disney that were let go. And some of those concepts that never got put in place uh, at, at a Disney park ended up in Islands of Adventure on different attractions. So not just for that, as far as um, that, that's not the only thing I'm excited about. What I, what I'm really excited about is just experiencing the park. It, it's you know, to me, it seems just looking at the attractions, the level of attractions, like it, it's definitely equal, if not exceeding most of the Disney parks themselves. So what do you think? Do you think that's a little bit of a bold statement there or do you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I don't know. It, I, I, I guess it definitely could. Um, it definitely rivals a Disney park and it really does feel like a Disney park, too. And uh, part of the reason is the theming is just so good. I mean, as you walk in, you walk into a place, they call it the port of entry. It's where they have the big stone lighthouse and, you know, like the, the bridges with greenery growing over it. And they have the look that it's written on one of the bridges that you go under. It says, I think it says something like the adventure begins or something. And it's basically just lands around a lake, you know, like there's a big lake in the middle. And when you go in, after you get through the port of entry, you can go left or right. And uh, to the right is is uh, Seuss Landing and the Lost Continent and the Wizarding World. To the left is Marvel, Toon Lagoon, uh, Skull Island and the Jurassic Park area. So um, and they all connect together. So it doesn't really matter which way you go. So when you go in, it, it I guess the first thing I, I would tell you is don't be in too big a hurry and enjoy that background. Um, like you said, you can tell that it's former Imagineers that designed this stuff. Because when you go in, it's such a happy, fitting background music. And it's 100% unique for that park. And it's just it's 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 really nice. Like you go in and you really do feel like you're just somewhere completely different like they did a great job in theming it so um i don't know if you go left it's more thrill rides like marvel is mostly 
thrill rides that you probably won't even go on. Like the Hulk is super intense. It's fun to look at, but there most of you probably won't be interested. <laughs> uh, Doctor Doctor Doom's uh, Fear Falls, I think it's called, is is one of those drop rides. It's kind of a standard park ride that either drops you down or throws you up. Again, if you if any of you want to go on that kind of ride, the queue is pretty awesome. Like it's very well done. Uh, the comic book villain stuff is really every every time I go on it, the ride itself is just okay, but the queue is pretty amazing. Same thing with the Hulk, but it's hard to get in that queue unless you're going to actually go on it. But it's a pretty amazing queue the way they have it set up. But the ride you all could do would be spider-man so the amazing adventures of spider-man i'm sure you heard about that that's oh, yeah. another one that that was made by former imagineers that for a long time people had said that that was the best ride in all of florida you know like a lot has changed since then but for a long period of time when uh, when I islands of adventure was new it was it was considered the top ride for many years so, something to think about so Anyway, uh, if if you if you prefer to go right, you go right into Zeus when you when you come to Islands of Adventure, and that's more kiddie rides. Like everybody could do the Cat in the Hat. They have a, a merry-go-round kind of thing. Uh, you know, they have a lot of little kid rides there. Um, the High in the Sky uh, trolley train ride. I always like that. It, it's actually narrated two different tracks, so it's like they read a Doctor Zeus type narration through the whole thing and you go over top of uh, uh, Zeus landing and you go you can see a huge amount of the park from up there too so I always consider that like the the people mover of Universal you know it's that kind of ride that you go up and just ride it to look around so anyway which way should we start Marvel Zeus landing I'm, I'm thinking, uh, like, I just thinking about my family and trying to get them engaged, sort of similar to what we looked at as far as uh, Universal last week. Maybe take them to the family section, which would be mm -hmm. Zeus Landing. I'm really excited to uh, to to ride the uh, – what's the ride that's indoors? Um, the Cat in the Hat? I'm excited to ride the Cat in the Hat. It just looks cute, looks uh, I, really I always neat. enjoyed that. That's one of my favorites there, and one of the reasons it's my favorite, though, is it's easy to get on. So, you know, you could definitely do that. It's not the best use of first ride while it's not crowded, but, right. you know, you're you're there for a while, and you're not going to go on a lot of the super intense rides, so it's fine. Um, it would be a good first ride, I guess. The whole family can go on, and, and it's thinking. not far. So when you, when you walk in, then you go to the right. And, you know, just follow the path. You'll be in Zeus Landing in no time. And you'll see the cat in the hat because there's a gigantic hat. <laughs> it's like 10 <laughs> stories tall that says cat in the hat on it. So, And uh, Zeus Landing is one of my favorites. I, I just enjoy the whole area. You could probably walk around there for hours and just find random things everywhere. Just the signs, the decorations. The There's just so much going on there that... You know, you you just see more and more every time you go. So Zeus Landing is fun. And even if you don't go on some of the rides, if you have some of the younger kids going on, like I said, just walking around there is pretty cool. 
And I always enjoyed, uh, as I said last week, Universal doesn't have the best food, but they have, uh, what is it called? I think the Circus McGurkis or something. I think that's what it is there. It's a restaurant and they actually have spaghetti there. And I always like that because going to Disney for a week and stuff, it's like you can never find spaghetti anywhere. It's like Disney doesn't really serve that. I don't know why exactly, but they just don't have a quick service pasta anywhere that I could think of. So I I remember when I'd get to Universal, I would always go, ooh, I can actually get pasta. And you can't really wreck pasta. It's pasta, you know, just throw some sugary salsa on it, boom. So anyway, I always like to eat in there and the uh, high in the sky trolley train ride or whatever goes right through there too. one of the tracks. So it goes comes right in the restaurant, goes around the top and then leaves. So it kind of gives it a cool atmosphere. So again, the shops and the restaurants in Zeus Landing are just so cool. Like you could definitely maybe not the first day, but if you're there a couple of days or more you can really just look around in there and see how how much they put into the theming of it, you know so yeah, that's and, what i'm thinking it's just it seems like a really family friendly land overall not just uh for the kids but for everyone you know i mean who doesn't honestly if, if at least around our age i'm not really sure as far as younger folks but um you know, we've read Dr. Seuss stuff for our for our kids, and I think most people have are familiar with that. You know, property. So, uh, that I, everyone in the family is going to enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah. Well, and so the 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 next land past Zeus Landing, and ju- just remember, this place is big, but you can always go back and you know make your way around is the lost continent and that was my favorite land like and not really for any ride like there was no show or ride there that was great but the land itself it's the one that has uh, mythos the restaurant that has the that looks like a wizard with his mouth open and the water pouring out like and built into a rock wall like and it's got poseidon's fury which there's a giant um, hand sticking up with a, uh, I don't know, is it a triton, uh, whatever. It, it's, it's unbelievably huge. And basically the statue of Poseidon toppled. So you can see his head. You can see his feet, which are just unbelievable. It's one of those things that you can only see parts of it. You can only imagine that if it was there to scale, it would be unbelievable. But and they just did such a good job with that ride, the the facade on there. It's all just so cool. There's water coming out. Everything's broken and crooked, like a vulc- like a earthquake or something happened, and just really cool. And if Poseidon's Fury is open, I highly recommend doing it. You can all do it. Um, you, it's a walkthrough attraction, meaning you go in one room, then you go to another room, and then you know you then you're done. It's kind of corny and old, but I really did love that. It's been shut down for a while now. By June, I, I, I really hope they do bring it back or do something new with it. I'm fine with that, too, but at least use it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It just was a really cool ride. And my favorite part of it was there is a water tunnel effect where uh, all of a sudden a room opens up. To get to the next room, you walk through this tunnel and they literally have jets of water 
going around in a circle. So you're going through a circle of water, a big long one, and it's just the coolest thing. Like you, and you know, you're going to get sprayed a little bit with water because it's real water. It's an actual cyclone of water around you. Mm. And I always thought that that effect was just so cool. And again, it's one of those li little things like I talk about with Disney that will stick in your head forever if you ever see it. Like if you ever go through it, I mean, even like the six-year-old in your family, 20 years from now, they'll be like, wow, I remember a ride where there was this water swirling around, and we walked right through it. You know what I mean? It'll just yeah. stick with you. It's like the it's like the polar bears on Mouse It just sticks in your head. As it yeah. never leaves. It's something unique. So. Yeah, and and, cool. and again, it's not open right now. I really hope that they just reopen it at some point. Um, like I said, it's not the best. If you do it, you won't be like, I'm going to do it again a hundred times. But it's cool to do occasionally. And, uh, you know, it's nice and cool in there. The story is fun. Uh, the effects are a little dumb. Like in the end, it looks like like the Clash of the Titans old movie or something <laughs> goes on like in a screen. So it's a little corny and dumb in the end, but there are really good effects mixed in and it's just neat to be in there. It's just a cool place. And like I said, the outside of it, even if it's closed, you should walk around and get some pictures because that you never forget too. I just never forget the giant hand there and the giant Triton sticking up and just every time I see it, I'm just fascinated and, and the Lost Continent used to be bigger. Uh, they used to have a show called Sinbad's Voyage or something. And I saw it once. It really was bad. It was kind of like a joke <laughs> that it was such a bad show. Uh -huh. But I mean, the actors in it did a great job. But just the story itself was terrible. But that's been shut down. And uh, they didn't do anything with that yet either. And it used to continue like the wizarding world of Harry Potter right now. The Hogsmeade area used to be part of the lost continent and there used to be uh, something up there with merlin like a merlin's house or something was up there i never saw that but they also had dueling dragons which was two intense coasters that used to go at the same time and the queue line for that was like full-size dragons like a uh, it, it, it was just a, again well done and an unforgettable Q line and the Q was so big too that like you'd go through and there would be uh, uh, knights that got burned to death right into the walls and the Q was so elaborate and long and now it's part of Hagrid's Q so they still use it but it was just weirdly long and stuff so anyway the Lost Continent there may be something to do there may not um, if if there's not, it still has like the talking fountain is there. Kids like to talk talk to the fountain. It might spit water on you. <laughs> there's no no telling what it'll do. There's awesome shops and restaurants in that area too. Like they have like a kebab stand and like more unique food over there. And they have like custom jewelry and this and that. Just it's very different that area and it's well themed and again worth exploring further and lo looking around the gift shops and all that if nothing else so then as you go on the next the next space is uh the wizarding world of harry potter and this is the hogsmeade village part and you know that this was the first one they did and i i heard jk rowling insisted it be to a certain scale and stuff and the problem with her scaling was it didn't fit theme parks that well. It's not that big. It's kind of 
kind of small and cluttered and like the shops are very small and they don't hold many people and so but it still is cool though but it's always naturally crowded because people love it and then it's smaller so it's also uh you know overdone and i don't remember if that if this is where it is but they have restaurants there too they have a at least one i can never remember the names of them all but that you know there's places to eat and they have uh if you, you i'm sure you never had it yet but butter beer is there too it's also in diagon alley but uh, especially in the summer i'd highly recommend the frozen it's really good um i don't get it that much anymore because it used to be i think when i first got it it was like three dollars and i think it's up to like seven or something now or maybe more i don't even know it got really expensive, and I just don't like to drink that much sugar at once. I just don't. But I used to, like, share one with my wife or something. It was good. But if you never had it, I'd highly recommend doing that. And I wanted to mention, too, last week we were over at the other park. Uh, I mentioned uh, Nocturne Alley. Since you're there in the summer, I would recommend getting an ice cream over there, you can, I talked about like the sticky pudding and they have butterbeer flavor, whatever. From the ice cream shop, you can walk into Diagon Alley or Nocturne Alley and actually sit in there in the shade and enjoy the ice cream. So that's one of those things I always like to combine, you know, that goes good together. Oh, and another side note, um, and it says a lot. I did not mention Fast and Furious at all. It does exist. <laughs> it's at the <laughs> Universal Studios side. There's a reason I forgot about it, because it's one of the worst rides ever. Uh, Go on it if you want. Um, I did it once, and now I don't even... I literally was at the park, and I don't even see it. I just walked by, and I... It's a brain block. Yeah, my my brain has blocked it out completely, so I completely forget about it and don't see it, even when it's right in front of me. So Sorry about that. So anyway, back to the Wizarding World... Um, now they have Hagrid's magical motorbike attraction there. That is a really, really, really good uh, ride. Uh, they, they've been doing a virtual queue for it, but sometimes it has a regular queue as well. So I don't know what's going to happen in June, but right now, if it's crowded there, you open up the app. And you just click on virtual queues. And if there's anything available, it pops up. And the good thing about Universal is you you can log into the account once and just tell them how many people are in your group. So you could say two, you could say five, you could say ten. Like, I've already been there. And my wife and myself both got a Hagrid's thing. And we both said, like, three people so we got to go on it twice, you know, with mm. all all of us, because it's not a, it's not like Disney where they make you add somebody to your party. They just ask you how many people, and you tell them, which means you can kind of double up on it. Sometimes when when they first reopened, we were really going on Hagrid's a lot because of that. It was just you know I was like, oh, look, it popped up, and then my wife goes, oh look, it popped up on mine for a half hour later. Bam! It's like we both could do it, but mm. and if it's not. If it's one of those rides that's not, Hagrid's is worth uh, at least one of your days. The people who want to ride it should just go right there first thing in the morning and get in line. It's it's worth just doing it and getting it over with. It's a great ride. A very good roller coaster. Not that extreme. Like It's not the kind of roller coaster that makes you feel sick. It's more of a just exciting one. You know, It's, it's very well done. Doesn't go upside down. No big drops. 
Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's more of a thematic coaster, I believe. There's a story. It's a story yeah. coaster. And, and, and it has a couple of uh, accelerating parts where it's like, you know, like if you're on a motorcycle, if you put the gas on, you just get pulled a little, but not, you know, nothing extreme. But it's very, very good coaster. And another one, the uh, Wizarding World, the uh, the Forbidden Journey ride. That's the original Harry Potter ride that they came out with first there. Very, very good ride. And if for some reason people in your party don't want to do it, um, I would still recommend staying together and going through the queue. It's like going through Hogwarts Castle. Like there's so much stuff in there and they did such a great job theming it. Um, You know how like in Harry Potter, the pictures talk to you and stuff too. You'll see that all over the place. Uh, and, And again, you can get to the end and just say, you know, I won't be riding or however many people won't be the queue is an experience itself and i always say that about like space mountain at walt disney world i'm like even if you won't go on it walk through the queue it's just a really cool unique queue it's worth doing so i highly right recommend doing that one time um and then after that you know it always uh you know, break up the party or something. And some people do one thing, some people do another, but I would recommend everybody at least go through the queue. Um, And then there's another one in there too. Flight of the Hippogriff is up there too. And it's a kiddie coaster. The younger kids will like it. It's a very, very, it's like the Barnstormer, but Mm -hmm. themed to Hagrid. So it's not, it's not that exciting, but it's fun for little kids. Like we've already been there. Does it have like a themed queue or anything like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's themed. Um, again, it's themed off of Hagrid, meaning he had a pet hippogriff, I guess, in one of the movies. So, yeah. you know, there's a nest there. The the bird, the whatever you call the mythical creature that it is, it actually moves around a little bit. And, you know, it's a themed queue, but it's not the kind of queue that I'd be like, oh, definitely get in that and go through it, even if you're not riding it. It's mm-hmm. not that kind of themed queue. It's gotcha. lightly. So yeah. anyway, that'd be fun for the littler kids. And what else is over there? If you're not big Harry Potter fans, I wouldn't bother with like the wand shop experience or anything. But if you are, it's fun to go through. But that's usually you have to wait in line for that too. So I've only seen it a couple times because I don't really care about a wand picking me or anything. Yeah. And hmm. They do have a little bit of uh, entertainment there. Sometimes, like, the frog choir comes out and does a little thing. But it's just such a crowded little area. Although, one of my favorite things about that part was, too, there are bathrooms there um, in Hogsmeade. Right along the main walkway, there's a set of bathrooms. And in the Harry Potter movies, there was a character called Moaning Myrtle, I think, Mm -hmm. who hung out in the bathrooms and was always talking to people. (laughs) always in the bathrooms yeah. and she's in there like you can hear her she's always saying she's randomly talking and saying stuff and so you're in the bathrooms and it's like oh wow moaning myrtle that 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 to me was a really cool little touch you know to to have that character be in there so but anyway i think that's about it for that i i'm i could have missed something but um the next land over, which is directly across from Port of Entry, but across the entire waterway, is uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. 
So uh, the Jurassic Park area, that's self-explanatory. Um, you go under the big arches that says the Jurassic Park with the flames on either side, and you can immediately hear the theme music. Lots of good photo opportunities there. Um, if the Discovery Center is reopened by then, that is very fun for kids. They can go in the Discovery Center. I think there's almost like there's a restaurant kind of built into it. Um, they can see big dinosaurs, go on play areas. Uh, they have a scientist down there that, you know, they're pretending to hatch eggs and show you the babies. And there's a lot of cool, fun stuff to do in there and just get out of the heat. And like I said, it's a it's a fun experience. Right now, they do almost nothing with, you know, COVID. But right. maybe by June, they'll lighten up a little bit with that. Um, the, the ride there, Jurassic Park River Adventure... Um, if you're brave, I would definitely try it. It's not anything too scary. The only scary part is that drop at the end, and it's mainly just a mist over you. It's not, it's not one of those water rides that you get off dripping wet. It's one of those that sometimes you get wet, sometimes you're like, ah, oh, it's, it's like Splash Mountain at the end. How it can just if they don't have the water jets turned on, you're gonna get a little bit wet. Like your shirt will be a little wet. You'll be a couple spots maybe if the water comes up somewhere or you get splashed at the wrong part you might be more wet than others but it's not the worst and it's a pretty cool ride like to go through those gates and it says welcome to jurassic park and they open up and you hear the music and you see dinosaurs coming up out of the water and just doing stuff and then of course something goes wrong blah 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 but it's still if I would definitely recommend trying it. It's um, I know water rides are nerve wracking. They're like stressful because it's like, oh, am I going to get wet? What's going to throw water on me? I personally don't like them. And yet some of my favorite rides happen to be water rides, even though in theory I f hate water rides. Yeah. <laughs> so, But definitely worth trying. And again, Jurassic Park. By summer, uh, the Velocicoaster could be open. That definitely looks very intense. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming that's going to be crazy. Um, I don't know uh, when it will be open, if it would be open in June or not. But let's looks just to assume... me, yeah, the rumors are that we're like, you guys are probably a couple weeks away from having that thing open, at least um, on a, uh, you know, silent opening. So, you know, it's going to be coming. A lot of testing. It looks like it's ready to go. Yeah, that would be... That would be very nice. Amid all this stuff to actually have things open up would be great. Yeah. All right. So the next, uh, and, and again, just like all of these air, air areas, they have restaurants and gift shops that are extremely well-themed with cool stuff in there that is unique, you know, to the area. So they're all, they all give you a different feel, a different vibe for merchandise and food and all that. And even if you're not going to buy anything, it's fun to look around. And, you know, there's a lot of photo ops with Jurassic Park Jeeps and dinosaurs above you and a lot of, a lot of just fun stuff to do. And it's just fun being in Jurassic to hear them. It's just, it's a good, cool thing. And then as you go past out of Jurassic Park, the next the next uh, area, it's kind of just tacked on there, Skull Island, Reign of Kong. And again, this one is not, it's not going to make you sick or anything. It's, um, you know, it's a fairly slow moving ride. They use simulator screens and stuff. 
there is a full-size Kong head at the end. So mm. even if you don't like the rest, I'd recommend the Q is awesome. Like, very well done Q. Like, it's surprisingly how nice it is. Even even from outside walking past, you'll see they made it look like clouded mountains up in the by the sky, and they just did such a good job with the queue. They have human bones everywhere in the queue. Oh, like it's, I mean, it, obviously fake. But it yeah. just looks really cool. Um, they have animatronics in the queue. They have those weird worm things. They have they have this. Uh, this older lady who chants Kong, Kong, and she's yelling. You can hear all the people yelling, Kong, Kong, Kong. It's like there's fire going on. Like the queue itself, even if you don't think you're going to go on the ride, the queue is worth it. And the ride is worth it, too. Even if not just for the uh, animatronic at the end. It's so cool to see Kong again that big. So, again, I like it. I think it's a good ride. Um the same technology is used for Fast and Furious, and it just does not work. That <laughs> Doesn't work that well. Nah. A CGI. Is there, is there Vin like a, Diesel a big riding Vin around? That's what I was uh, going to ask. Is there like a big Vin Diesel head at the end of uh, Fast and the Furious? <laughs> there, might, there could be. I I blocked it out. But I just remember <laughs> at one point he jumps up and grabs a helicopter. And he looks bigger than the helicopter somehow and just holds on to it and starts riding around. And I'm like, they're, they're really pushing it between cartoonish and real. It's one of those things that it, like, it doesn't fit either then. And it's just like, what am I watching here? It's just so weird. But And the, the car you're in is not fast or furious. Like, I don't understand what's going on. But anyway, Skull Island, though, is good. And again... You know, if you're only there once and you're there for as long as you are, at least go through the queue, get some pictures, listen to the natives chant Kong, Kong, Kong. That always sticks in my head whenever I go through there. Oh, and the other cool thing is the uh, the uh, trucks that drive you around. The driver is an audio animatronic. Like you'll oh, see cool. a person in there and they're looking around and stuff. It's not a real person. And I don't know why I find that cool. Like, there's no real people. <laughs> it's an audio animatronic driving you around, talking to you. I, I just, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. So, And then if we continue from Skull Island, we get to Toon Lagoon. And Toon Lagoon is based on, like, really old comic books. Betty Boop. And I don't even recognize, I don't recognize almost any of the comic books there. Uh, like, Blondie, I think, is one of them. And, but I did want to mention... I ate at Blondie's once mm -hmm. and, you know, it was late. I was hungry. I'm like, well, uh, I hate to eat at Universal because the food's usually not that good. I got some type of, uh, I guess you'd call it like a Chinese type meal there. Like uh, it was like a sweet and sour chicken or sesame chicken, something with rice. So it, 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 it was like what you would get at a Chinese restaurant, like takeout kind of thing. And I was surprised at how good it was. I was like, wow, that was very unexpected. I enjoyed the whole meal. It was very good. And it's it's called Blondie's. It's just a restaurant over there. Just a quick service one. It's not a, you know. And that's what I was going to say. This area, too, the, the gift shops and the restaurants are so well-themed. Even though you never heard of any of this stuff, extremely well-themed. And basically, Toon Lagoon is very water-based, too. You'll see water flying around as you're walking through. <laughs> and then they have Dudley Do-Right's Ripsaw Falls, which is a 
scary looking log flume. Like, I haven't done it in years. I did it like once and I forget it. And I need to do it again soon because it's one of those rides. Every time I look at it, I'm like, man, it just looks out of control and so wet. And that's what I remember about it. It's chaotic. Huh. You know, like when you ride it, it's like Splash Mountain, but on steroids and fast and out of control. So. But anyway, that that's just my memory of it. But, you know, it's a cool looking ride. Um, if you like log flume rides, I would definitely try that, too. The other one there, the Popeye's Bilge Rats or whatever it's called, the Bilge Rat Barge. That is actually very fun. Um, and that everybody agrees with that. Like when my daughter was younger, we all went on that like. I went on it with her and her cousins, and they loved it so much. They couldn't stop laughing. We had to keep going around and around and doing it more. And based on uh, feedback that I get when I post anything about that on uh, my Universal Instagram account, people love that ride. Mm. So if you want to get wet or maybe if you're going to go back to the hotel early or take a break, maybe you could say, how about we all get wet one time first? We'll go and build the bilge yard bilge rat barge whatever it's called it i would recommend trying it um you know it's just a it's just a circular raft type ride where you could get soaked (laughs) but there's a lot to it though like i said it's fun well themed and just a really well done one it's the fact that they themed it to popeye makes people not talk about it much but it's just great though they did a great job with it and that like i said that whole area um, if you walk back there further, like it's just so well. They they've got theming going right out into the water. You know, it's like they have Wimpy's Burger Stand back there, and they have mailboxes and just unbelievable theming that goes so far in that most people will never see. So if you want to walk around and at least look at it, you can walk back there further and really see parts of the bilge of the bilge rat ride like going past you and people getting wet and at least go back and look at it. It's a lot of fun to go back there. Hmm. So, so that takes care of Toon Lagoon. It sounds like a fun little area though, actually. I mean, it's like, it's not well-known IP. So for most people, it's probably just like more or less a a non-IP property. Yeah. I mean, most of those are public domain uh, properties at this point. Pretty much anybody could make a park out of those characters. That's how it is for me. And it's just like Splash Mountain for me. I didn't even know the movie existed. So for me, it's a fun, unique thing that makes me think of Disneyland or Disney World, not anything else. And this is the same thing. All these characters have had nothing to do with Universal. But when I see them and hear them and I'm there, all I can think of is Universal because it's the only place I have ever heard those noises. Like they have this Mm. wacky songs that go on and uh, all this stuff that when I see it and hear it, I only think Universal. Like I don't think of anything else. So even though it's, you know, it wasn't really their stuff. To me, it's universal through and through because that's the only place I've ever seen it in my life. And, you know, when I was a kid, I would watch Popeye a little bit, but it wasn't that popular. It wasn't that great. No big attachment to it. But seeing him at Universal is pretty cool, though. They got like a big statue of Popeye and his boat wheel there and his pipe. And (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure all all the people who enjoy like smoking pot stuff now. He's probably like a hero there. He's like, hey, check out the dude with the pipe. That's awesome. 
So who knows? The young people might like him for other reasons. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, 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 at first I thought Toon Lagoon was dumb. I'm like, this is a waste of space. What even is this stuff? But after a while, it grew on me. And now I'm like, wow, that's a really unique, cool spot. If they got rid of it, I'd be fine with it. But it shouldn't be something that you just ignore and don't actually look around. And then we're going to get to the final place which would be the first place if you would have went left is marvel superhero island and uh you know that's got restaurants and uh that you you can get your picture taken with characters and it's all based on marvel comic characters and i really enjoy the look of them and stuff like for me i feel like they look more accurate than the newer versions anyway you know like the old wolverine comic book look where he looks angry and very big yeah. pointed ears and eye masks and so you know that's a i never really ate in that area i don't know why i there's some restaurants there i'm sure it's the same food as anywhere else i tend to not eat there i think because it's a it was more of a crowded area that's why i tend to go like toon lagoon or something like that but anyway they have restaurants there they have a lot of great shops there if you like marvel stuff they have everything marvel you could imagine there to buy um i think they even have uh, comic books there and you know collectibles and things so if you look around the shops you'll find some very unique stuff like you could find one-of-a-kind collectibles that cost thousands of dollars and autograph things from spider-man and you know venom and things like that i was gonna say the the best ride there is the the uh, amazing spider-man and that's a 3d ride on a moving it's a moving 3d slash real ride so very well done uh, was one of the top rides in the uh, central florida for many years when it first came out made by imagineers i'm sure and like you said this whole place was made by imagineers that disney decided to cut at some point or so that you can tell it's 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 very well done so so they have many many adventures of or the amazing adventures of spider-man that's a family ride again there's nothing too extreme about it um keep an eye out for stan lee he's throughout the entire ride he shows up everywhere even at the end he 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 does the exit exit announcement so pretty cool that stan lee is uh still remembered and exist inside that ride I, I i always like to see that and like i said we have the hulk over there kind of very extreme you know like my daughter and i have already ridden it and since we're pretty relaxed on coasters when there's too many g-forces i lose blood in my head because my heart's not pumping that fast and i tend to black out a little bit or things start to go black <laughs> rides like that so for me, it's a little too much. I'd still go on it. If you, if I was there with you right now and you said, oh, you want to go on the Hawk? I'd say, sure, I'll go with you. But I don't really go out of my way to ride it on my own. And the same with the, uh, the uh, Dr. Doom. Awesome queue area and stuff. And if you do want to go on it, if anybody in your family likes that drop up and or push down stuff that they have at you know, regional parks, it's fun, plus the queue is really cool to see. It's worth doing at least once if anybody likes that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. not much explanation is needed for that. You'll see exactly what it does from outside. Yeah. Nothing hidden on there. And then that brings you back to uh, Port of Entry. 
And I wish I would have done this with the last one. I kind of went all over the place before. This time I brought up a simple map on my screen so I could walk through it without jumping around and getting confusing. Yeah, it was very, and I, to be perfectly honest with you, that's probably the way that we're going to tackle the park. I feel like hopefully, you know, the crowds will not be extreme, but, uh, you know, I, I think most people are going to just run back to Harry Potter right away. And, yep. you know, I think maybe we'll get behind those crowds a little bit and maybe chase them out of the park. We're, we're also doing two days, so it's going to be maybe even three days, you know, depending on what we get done over at the other park. And so it, it might get to the point where we just kind of cover a few things, you know, like half the park or something like that, and then save some of the other experiences for another day, you know, but, uh, I I'm, it's weird because the things that I would be, that, that most people would be really excited for, including myself, I, I am still excited for them, but I'm almost more excited for the more obscure stuff. The stuff no one talks about, you know, that Toon Lagoon thing. And then the, uh, the, the Zeus landing, I, I, I think I, I love extreme rides. Look, I'm going to ride that whole coaster, whether anyone else in the family wants to go or not, I'm going to ride the Dr. Doom ride. If I can, if I can fit my fat butt on those rides, <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm going to squeeze in them and I'm, I'm going to ride them. I'm hey, very excited about them. Nobody else will ride, ride that, them where the I would. Yeah. Let me know what day I'll try to I'll let you know that, that whole coaster. I have been looking forward to riding that thing for years and years and years. I mean, I just I really want to try that but um, Zeus landing and um, the, the, as colorful as it is and then the um, what you said about Toon Lagoon I thought it was all Popeye I didn't realize there were other obscure like comic and and uh, and old cartoony um, you know properties in there I dig that stuff you know I love that old-timey feel and and that type of thing so I'm really looking forward to that yeah, like I said, Betty Boop is back there. Uh, I'm 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 trying to think. It's it's hard to even to find much much about it. Um, there's even like the Phantom, like has oh, like a shop. There's like yeah. a um, Hagar the. Oh, Hagar the Horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got a thing, and like his guys are all chanting something, and they're like they <laughs> sing a song and stuff, and I'm like stuff like that. I don't really even know what that is, but. It's really cool. And I feel the same way when I go there and I'm like, everybody's lined up to Hagrid's for five hours. I'm like, I'll be happy if I can ride the cat in the hat and then, you know, enjoy a little walk around this thing. And it's like, that's great for me. I prefer it. I love to just do the easier rides. And yeah. And like you said, the obscure things are great, which I hope that Poseidon's Adventure comes back too, because that's pretty obscure too, and, and that's yeah. one of the yeah. old rides that you'll remember forever. Yeah, I, I believe back in that land, uh, what'd you call it, where Poseidon is at? Um, what, what's the name of that land again? Mythos oh, or something? Continent. Or Lost Continent? Yeah. So back in there, uh, they have one of those relaxation zones or whatever, don't they? Where you take your mask off and go by the lake and. Oh yeah, I think they do. Yeah, because I uh, usually a lot of people. If you watch any videos on on that, uh, a lot of people over the last year, that's where they've been. Well, doing that. What thing. I always like to do is. Um, 
when I see Poseidon's fury, I make a left and you can walk. There's like little pathways and you can walk behind Mythos, the restaurant. And there you can see the construction really well for the Velocicoaster. So I've mm -hmm. gone back there a lot, but it's also a pretty private spot back there. There's like nothing going on, but awesome theme music. I mean, you turn around and you can see a giant statue of a guy like holding up the Mythos restaurant and stuff. Just cool mm -hmm. area just to be in. And yeah, I, I still have never eaten at Mythos and I wanted to. Yeah, it's regarded as what's weird about that is I've seen people literally say it's probably one of the best theme park restaurants in Florida. And and what's amazing about that is Universal is regarded so poorly as far as their theme park food. But that restaurant is considered the best. So yeah. it's a real big contrast there. Um, yeah, I would love to try that one of these days. Yeah. Cody, get over there and try it. All right, John. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate the uh, the the rundown of Universal. You've given me a lot to go on, a lot to think about. I've already used um, some of the stuff we went over last week in discussing how we're going to tackle this thing with my family. And uh, we'll, we'll be discussing this among ourselves here very shortly and putting a plan together so yeah that's gave me a lot of things to think about a lot to go on here yeah yeah i'm glad that glad it was helpful like i said yeah. it's always hard to i think it helps sometimes to just talk with people that are familiar with everything to give you a little bit of a give you the lowdown on everything yeah hopefully uh you can free yourself up a day or two and and Come on along and we'll tackle that together, maybe. So, uh, yeah, if nobody's going to ride there. with you, I would love yeah. to ride. I'll ride the Hulk and Dr. Doom. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So, John, how did your social media go this week? It's a good question. I have been very busy at work and I honestly have not been paying as much attention to it as I usually would. Um, yeah, I would say my top post is just walking through Animal Kingdom. Yeah. It's always the weird ones. Uh, walking past the floating mountains, I think, would be the one that did the best this week. Um, it's got about 3,400 likes, reached 53,000, bookmarked 239, shared 243, 79 new follows generated from it. That's a pretty successful post. Oh, that's great. So, again, there's certain ones that people just like, and I've done one like that before that I did with my iPhone and did good, and now this one was my uh, with my GoPro. Uh, one of the surprising ones, I did the Muppets, the hallway at Muppet Vision 3D. That got uh, over 1,300 likes, which a lot of times the Muppets just doesn't do well. Like, for a long time, people were like, eh, Muppets... But I feel like the nostalgia is starting to grow I, again. Yeah, I think it's coming around a little bit. Because I just put up a little like 18 second video today from the Muppets. And let's say I just put it up five hours ago. It's almost at a thousand likes already, which it's literally just a few seconds. But I think it, it I'm seeing a lot of comments of people saying, remember this ride oh we always we go on this every time i see a lot of people saying that they miss it at california adventure they wish it was back in california and i'm like so before when i would post them up it's i'd get it would be like a dud now in contrast i did uh actually it's not terrible but 
five days ago, I put up one of the best parts of Rise of the Resistance done in a in my GoPro, which the video looks so good. And it got a thousand forty nine likes, but over five days, I'll be I'll have that beat in about five hours with the Muppets. Now. So mm. it's weird that the momentum is mm. shifting. Like the nostalgia is really starting to come back more. The newer stuff less. Like I think you won't get a worse response than the Epcot experience or even Runaway Railway. So not if you yeah. ask Disney, they're gonna say, "Oh, you gotta." Yeah. Yeah, I I can tell you it's a different crowd too for um for YouTube since we started putting videos back up on YouTube. If you look at your engagement um over a week ago we did the uh, Lakeland Antique Mall and that's got 165 views. Um the same week later on in the week the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival only 69 views, you know. Yeah. And and then last night or a couple days ago, we put up your um, your your stroll around Universal Orlando with your fast motion and everything like that. It's already got 91 views after only two days, so it's yeah. it's going to double in a week, more than double what Disney's um, the the Flower and Garden Festival video did. It it just goes to show, at least on YouTube. These festivals are not really all that popular. People seem to, you seem to get more engagement, uh, you know, at least, like I said, on YouTube alone with just the park content or maybe the more obscure stuff. So, yeah, and I just posted in my stories too the, uh, the, uh, the sign at Muppet Vision 3D that says the key is under the mat. And then I posted a picture of the key that's under the mat. Uh, and you wouldn't believe there's a bunch of people saying, where is this? What is it? Like people are just that Disney need, needs to remember that when things last long enough, they become new again. People yeah. forget new people come along and they're like, wow, what is this? Oh, Muppet, what? 3D? Wow, that's really cool. It's like, so I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Wow. That people weren't really thinking that like it amazes me how many people didn't know that the key is under the mat. It says yeah. the back key is under the mat. It's really there. And it, it always has been. It's been there since whenever the park opened, like in the late '80s or whatever. And uh, it's fun though that people really don't remember that. They're like, what is this? It's real. Where's this at? <laughs> yeah, I totally. It's been there forever. That. Wow, that's cool. So who knows, at, if I know uh, Disney, just as all the nostalgia returns and people are are going full back into the old stuff, they're going to tear it all down and go, yeah. <laughs> what, you really love this now? Let's get rid of it. Oh, let's, let's get start. rid of it, yeah. We did yeah. a poll in this one millennial city, hey? <laughs> which, which I, I don't think, even think it would if be you that, plug this into would... our formula, that equals yeah. everybody hates it, right? Let's yeah. just get rid of it. <laughs> What? This kid has never been to Disney, hates Disney in every way, thinks they're a terrible company, and wants the ride torn down. Ah, but let's do it for him. I don't know. I was going to say, I don't think it's a, I think the millennials now are, are coming around to that stuff. I think it's that next one, the Gen Y or whatever they're calling them now, you know, after the millennials, those ones, they're the ones that are, you know, kind of oh i don't popeye what's that is that like a isn't that like a, a food or something you know <laughs> so all right john where can they find you online 
Uh, just as a little side note, since we were just oh, talking yeah. about it, I did a few seconds of the uh, Jurassic Park water adventure or river adventure on my uni- Universal, and that does really good. Um, almost 10,000 views, 1,400, oh, almost 1,500 likes, it reached 27,000. And with my small amount of followers, that's a pretty good, pretty big number. And yeah. My few seconds on ET did very similar numbers. So again, I hope Universal's smart enough to know people love the classic stuff. Don't, yeah, they don't want all new. You know, not yeah. always. And again, just fix what's broke and uh, enjoy what's old. Old doesn't necessarily mean broke. Yeah. So yeah, they can follow me at c wdw on instagram and facebook c.uo on instagram um cwdw on youtube and we have universal and disney stuff on youtube and i have a bunch of footage from volcano bay that we'll start putting up soon yep and we should uh i i actually have a video started on uh on soren so we're going to do some soaring stuff. Um, that'll be the next video. And then Volcano Bay will probably follow after that. As soon as I, I get that footage, we'll, we'll probably, uh, you, you said there's enough there for probably two videos, right, John? So uh, I don't, there's, there's probably like 50 videos. So you probably do even more. <laughs> I don't go there that often. I really yeah. do a lot of it. get footage. I mean, I, the last time I was there was like a year ago or more than a year ago. And I never ran out of footage from that time. (laughs) All right. That gives me a lot to go on. That's good. All right. You can find me at the giant rat, T H E E giant rat at on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. And so that should do it for this week. We hope to see you back next week. Stay safe on your adventures.